At 4ZZZ we acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast. We pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging of the Turbul and Jagera people. We acknowledge that their sovereignty over this land was never ceded. And we stand in solidarity with them. 4ZZZ! <laughs> Good morning, comrades, and uh, welcome to another episode of Workers' Power here on uh, 4ZZZ, where you're with your with hosts, Bill. And Calypso. Right. Well, we, we, and, um, on, on our show today, um, in, in our first hour here, we, we've got a, 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 an old comrade of mine in, in, in the uh, studio, Martin. Welcome, Martin. Thanks, Bill. How are you? Now, uh, just to start off, Martin, we go way back to the uh, out on the grass on the chemist warehouse struggle. We do, we do old chemist warehouse dispute yeah. many years ago well, now. Well, that, that agreement it'd be nearly expired by now. We'll, we'll head on back out there again yeah. soon, <laughs> eh? Hell yeah! Yeah, beware, chemist warehouse executives. Now, you, you're you're on um, chatting today um, from, from the Young Workers' Centre. Could, could you, we'll start out, could you tell us about the Young Workers' Centre? Sure, absolutely. So, um, the Young Workers' Hub's run out of the Queensland Council of Unions, um, so it's been running since 2018. We educate, support and campaign for young workers in Queensland, um, so we visit education settings and we run campaigns. All right, all, awesome. And um, and then also the, the the next question that comes along and is going to be the, the highlight of what we, we, we talk about, could you let us know about Mantle Group and, 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 and what, what they're about? Sure. So shortly after we launched in 2018, we were contacted by a number of young workers at Mantle Group venues. Uh, those venues are Pig and Whistle, Jimmy's on the Mall, James Squire, the really big venues in like inner city Brisbane. Uh, and those workers sort of came to us with allegations of, you know, wage theft, of, of wages being docked. Um, and that was reported on in the media. So we knew that something was going on at Mantle Group. Um, so we sort of formalised a campaign in 2019 to help those workers out and to um, make make them aware that there's a union that can help them. And then obviously the pandemic hit, um, so it was very hard to organise HOSPO with all the restrictions. Um, but we kept going and, and, yeah, we've had some wins recently on this campaign. Now, uh, uh, Mantle Group, could, could you let let uh, the, the listeners know what, what sort of type of brands fall under the, the Mantle Group? Yep, so it's um, pig, the Pig and Whistles, uh, Jimmy's on the Mall, which is the one in the middle of Brisbane's Queen Street Mall, uh, James Squire Brewhouse, which is in Southbank, um, and they've also expanded into Sydney. So it's sort of a Brisbane hospo empire, but it's also expanding into other states. All right, and uh, yeah, that's all, uh, you know, uh, HOSPO, uh, you know, they want to um, advance, but uh, by the sounds of things, th- this group wants to advance uh, by exploiting workers. Could you talk about, you know, a few more of the um, crap that they're, that they're dishing out to workers? Yeah, absolutely. So we, after speaking to the young workers at the venues 
realised that they were covered by what's called a zombie agreement, um, so a very, very old workplace agreement. Uh, this one was made in the year 2000, um, so it's 22 years old this year, so it's older than some of the young workers that are working at oh the venue. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Um, and so what that means is that you're paid sort of less than the modern award, so they're paid less than what they would be if they were covered by the award. So we spoke to those workers and said that, you know, this you're getting a really bad deal um, and this is how we can make it better. Uh, in that process, we met an activist by the name of Henry um, who was one of two people that applied to terminate that zombie agreement um, and after 22 years recently, that agreement was terminated. Hell yeah! Yeah, great. Right on and uh, yeah, good good work to that. It's Look, I've been involved in a, in a, in a termination case and, and it's on an individual... It's a, it's a big big workload uh, and mentally and physically so great stuff to that worker standing up uh, you know like um, you, you, there's high price lawyers and everything involved in that type of thing and you've got some worker there you know so yeah. it, it was good that you you stood by that worker yeah exactly so that worker joined their union um, and we sort of gave them the tools to to make the application um, and you're exactly right and I think it shows that the fact it took 22 years to replace this agreement just shows how hard it was um, and how attuned Mantle Group might have been to it. Um, obviously, majority of the workers there are casual, so as soon as someone gets a whiff of, you know, someone trying to improve wages and conditions, they can just um, stop being rusted. And for many of these workers, it would be their first job. Exactly. 100%. HOSPO, as we know, is, our, is often one of our first jobs, uh, so it means that we don't really have security in that work. Some of these workers will be teenagers and because they've never had a job before, they don't know exactly how it's supposed to go. They don't know uh, how much they're supposed to take from their boss. They don't know if they're allowed to go on break. They don't know if they have to literally do all of the, the often illegal things that the bosses ask of them uh, because they've, they've never done it before. It's their first time, so they'll take it at face value and then only later on they'll look back and be like, oh my God, I was so exploited when they said I couldn't take my break. That was illegal. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that, that's spot on there, Calypso. And uh, y y y uh, uh, look, for... For workers of, of, of say, I'll use the term my silk or my age, right? We, we know that after six o'clock we get paid. We're supposed to get paid time and a quarter, so, you know, or time and a half for, for some old awards. You know, as soon as you got past past six p.m., boom, you were into overtime, penalty rates, all this type of thing. Do you, do you think that um, young workers they're, they're not they're not as educated? That yeah, that's right, and I think you know in sectors like hospo where historically there's been less of a union presence it's even worse right because you don't have the union there educating workers on on their rights um but yeah the the extent mantle group has gone to avoid the bare minimum is um quite shocking uh and you know following the termination of the zombie agreement throughout that process we've found another agreement that the company puts workers on that allows them to opt out of their you know overtime and work additional hours so the fight continues um and the education continues yeah that was going to be be my next question now from from the the bit that i know mantle after that uh, the initial agreement was the 22 year old agreement was uh cancelled or terminated i like this this phrase because coles did the same thing to to to, to me is mantle threw the toys out of the cot 
right, and went and found some old crappy agreement that was agreed to. Uh, you could give me the time frame, but and also my what I read, uh, the reports that I read was agreed to by four workers. Could, could you give us a, a bit about that that agreement? Yep. So in 2021, an agreement was approved by the Fair Work Commission, and it's known as the Hotwalk Agreement, um, and it was made between Hotwalk, Mantle, and four employees. Um, however, it obviously now covers a lot more than four employees, um, and they're a major hospitality employer. So this agreement was, you know, obviously like designed to have more workers on it than four, um, and also has clauses that allows those workers to opt out of um, their overtime or to work voluntary additional hours. Uh, and this was concerning to the commission who found when they realised when we terminated um, the original zombie agreement. Uh, and now we're sort of in, in the proceedings of, of uh, appealing the hot walk agreement. All right. So, so to have that... Well... The little that I know, um, it, it would surely it wouldn't pass the better off. Even from what you were talking about then, it's not going to pass the better off overall test. That's right. So our argument um, and the union and the activists were represented by Morris Blackburn lawyers and the argument was that this should never have been approved because it should never have passed the better off overall test um, because a clause allowing workers to voluntarily work additional overtime hours i'm sorry what yeah <laughs> oh i'm sorry working for free <laughs> oh no no yeah. sorry i'm not gonna volunteer to work overtime are you kidding me i've yeah. got bills to pay i've got rent and if i'm one of these young workers i've probably got like i'm probably studying yeah you know what i mean exactly and as you know hospo runs heavily on friday saturdays sundays which are often your penalty hours or your overtime hours so workers working those hours just aren't going to get what they would get you know under a modern award or, or a better workplace agreement <laughs> volunteer no that's stealing at, le- at least in retail they'll, they'll give you pizza <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. I'll I'll take that pizza home and I'll give it to my landlord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, this is what's going to pay my rent. This pizza. Yeah, yeah. Hope but, you but accept yeah, pepperoni. The, the, the yeah, the push from from the boss uh, to always continually go that extra mile is is extraordinary. <laughs> now. So, so there's another. You, you mean there's another um, agreement in place, and and you you're taking actions towards terminating that agreement. Um, so, so what's what's happening with that? Could you let viewers know? Yeah, absolutely. So we recently had a in-person appeal before the full bench of the Fair Work Commission, uh, and we should know the outcome of that in coming weeks. Um, and I'll update you, Bill, so you can update listeners. That that would be fantastic. Yeah, look, look, I do know there's 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 a couple of uh, Fair Work cases that that, that uh, um, uh, we're we're waiting on. There's a big W one that we're very very, very waiting on. But uh, this this will be very good. And and because of because of COVID, they can't get through things as well as what mm-hmm. they used to. But very very excited uh, to to look at that. Now, uh, just lastly on that now. I remember a Friday night a couple of years ago um, where uh, we, we were traipsing around town. Um, oh, dear. <laughs> do you remember that night? Was this after Chemist Warehouse? Yeah, this yeah, was yeah, after yeah. Chemist Warehouse. And we, we now, now, the claim to fame from that particular night is the cops let us protest in Queen Street Mall. What? Yeah. 
I thought that was off limits. Yeah, I know, right? And I, I'm, I'm I, like, I, I'm saying there. Oh, let's let's see what we can get away with. Let's just walk up there. If the cops tell us to leave, we'll leave. The cops said, "Oh no, you're right. No, just let us protest out the front of Pig and Whistle." So it was, you know, one of the ve- look that in in, in my um, uh, f- five, six, seven years of uh, high level activism, it's the only time I've ever encountered something like that. So we must have been very well behaved comrades that <laughs> night. Yeah. <laughs> or just had so many people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. It's uh, the co- collective power because there was dozens upon dozens of us, wasn't mm. there? You know, and it was, it was a real good show of solidarity. Um, of course, we're in the courts now. There, there's no chances of it, any action like that happening. Uh, for Mansell Group? Yeah, for, yeah. Yeah, well, we will continue to do sort of wage theft checks and actions. Um, absolutely. All right, and, and, but but with with young workers. So back to, to to young workers hub. Now, for young workers out there, and they've heard this and go, oh, um, yeah, you know, that's so similar to my story. How, how can they reach out, and and, and and what what can Young Workers Hub help them out with? Yep, best way to find us is on your socials. So just look up Young Workers Hub, um, shoot us a message. We will get in contact with you, point you in the right direction. So whether that be your union or you know, the Fair Work Ombudsman or whatever is best for you, um, and we can help you out. All right, that's 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 a good thing from from you know, from the the Young Workers Hub. Right, oh, well, well, that, but before you go, now I wanted to chat with something. Now, now you've got to put your other hat on. You, you're you're a, you're a organi- organizer with the United Workers Union. Now it's not. I'm pretty sure it's not in your field, but I'm very excited about the childcare strike. What what what, what snippet of detail could you give it? Give us about that aged care or childcare? The childcare one. Childcare. So I lead the food and beverage team, so I'm not involved in it. But for both childcare and aged care, you know they've been through the pandemic. Um, they've been through a lot, and it's really exciting that that they're taking action sort of site by site um and some of them are smaller sites and you know that they've joined their union they're working together and they're taking action so yeah it's it's really exciting i'm not directly involved so i don't have yeah no that's, that's like, true. but hints, but, but yeah. one favor we could ask you when you go back to to work could you um tell tell uh, your your other organizers what a fantastic uh, show workers power is and that we'd love to have them on because we're really excited about that absolutely Bill. you know so um yeah yeah and and uh, um uh, hats off to the great work that uh, you're doing over there in united workers union and uh, thanks for coming on the show you too thanks Hell yeah. thanks bill thanks right. party And welcome back to uh, Workers Power here on a Four Triple Z, where you're with Bill and Calypso. Okay, another exciting thing that's happening in and around the Four Triple Z community is the Recklink a Community Cup, which is happening this Sunday. At um, now, uh, it's Everton. If you want to Google the 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 uh, the address, it's the Everton. Um, Wolves uh, Park, which, which is at, at, at or Everton Wolves Oval, which is at um, uh, Inogra. Um, it starts or the proceedings start at about twelve o'clock. Um, so um, head on out, and there's a game of footy, um, football. Yeah, yeah, game of Australian football. You're usually the umpire, but not this time, are you? I am the umpire again. Oh, are you? Yes, yeah, so I'm the umpire uh, uh, myself again. Yeah, Alexis, our news co- news coordinator, is is the umpire as well. 
I and, thought Jaden. And we got Jaden uh, as well. Yes, Jaden. You know, so you got three umpires. Three umpires. I don't know how sport works. Well, I we saw Jaden was out. announced and I assumed that you had finally passed on the torch. <laughs> no, well, I'm halfway through that. Um, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, pass it, passing it on. So that means that this might be the last year that you umpire. So you've got to come see Bill umpire. Yeah, it's your yeah, last go, chance, yeah, go maybe. And, go and see Stalinism in action. Hell yeah! Because yeah, I'm authoritarian rules, same as oh, Alexis. Yeah. While I'm out there, you know, like it's, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, look, a great day, and look, a great community. That you know, there's, there's, um, there, there's the Musos boast uh, members from from Wax. Powderfinger, the Powderfinger, Wax, yeah, oh. yeah, uh, Birds of Tokyo. You no know? way. Yeah, that's that's from the Musos, and then Yo. and then then we of course we've got media um, uh, personalities, you, you know, like uh, Jake and Lucy from Zed Guy, so that are on Tuesday mornings. Hell and, yeah. Um, uh, now, now, uh, 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 salty the, the 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 rhinestone cowgirl herself. All right, well, um, more to the comp cup. So not only. Is there an exciting and entertaining game of football going on? Uh, um, but at uh, now, I think at the beginning of the game, at, at half time, and at the end of the game, there's bands that play. Hell yeah! And it's pretty half time show. Yeah, it's pretty rocking. Just like the Super Bowl. So, so the bands that we, we we've got lined up there that are playing, quite good bands and stuff that gets played quite regularly here on Workers Power. We've got the Platonic Sex, Bugs. And Scream Feeder, uh, other bands. So it's it's quite a good lineup. Um, there's there there's lots of uh, those uh, food trucks. What do you, yeah, that's what they're called, isn't it? The food, you know. Oh, the, so you get to go, and not only do you get to watch a game, but you also get to watch a bit of a bit of a performance. You get to see music, have some some good tucker, you know. And there's there's a bar there, um, you know. So uh, it's a, it's a all in a great day. So. All right. Well, we've had a bit of fun, bit of interaction, but now uh, we now it's time for not fun. Not fun, you know, because some of these stories have been really depressing. Yeah, but uh, let's, you know, that's what we do here on Workers Power. We we uh, report on the hard news of uh, um, workers being mistreated. And and um, uh, Calypso, you've got a story here of a, a jailed um, First Nation man that died of an ear infection due to New South Wales justice system. Failures. Absolutely. The coroner found. I found this story from the National Indigenous Times, which is a great source of information. The death of an Aboriginal man from an ear infection while in custody was preventable, and due to failures in the New South Wales justice system, a coroner has found. Budgety and Murrawari man Douglas Mutaja Shillingsworth died of a middle ear infection known as otitis media at the age of 44 on February 15, 2018 while incarcerated at the Silverwater Prison Complex in Sydney. On Friday, Corona John Bapti found that Shillingsworth chronic ear problems could have been easily picked up while he was in custody if proper procedures had been put in place by the Justice Health and Forensic Mental Health Network. To quote, Mutage's death was the result of systemic failures prevalent in the public health system, the custodial health system in New South Wales, and the lack of identification and appreciation of the silent killer otitis media she wrote among other health issues shillingsworth experienced recurring middle ear infections throughout his life resulting in impaired hearing the corona found 
These infections are found at a higher rate amongst Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. He was in jail 13 times from 1997 to 2017. At the time of his final arrest in March 2017, his ear issues had not been identified as a significant health issue, Ms. Baptiste said. The Justice Health Network confirmed it did not provide specific screening to its nurses to treat patients with impaired hearing. It also admitted that it did not mandate chronic disease screening for all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. Shillingsworth died at Westmead Hospital after a severe infection of an abscess caused by the ear infection resulted in a neurological injury. At the time, he was in custody and awaiting sentence after being arrested by police in March 2017. A statement from his family outlined the hurt, anguish, disbelief and heartbreak that his death had created. Although there will be no justice, we sincerely hope that his death in custody will bring about change. His death has left his family devastated to the core in all forms of incapacity, they wrote. Outside the coroner's court in Lidcombe, Aboriginal Legal Service solicitor Jeremy Stiles said this was another addition to the incomplete ledger of black deaths in custody. So they found another black death in custody. We're over 500 at the moment. It's about the number we're at. I remember back when it was 400. Now it's over 500. Mm. Soon it's going to be 600. These black deaths in custody just keep coming one after the other. People get arrested, put in custody, and then they die. And uh, that's suspicious. What's super suspicious is that not one person has been convicted for over 500 deaths. You know what I mean? 500 people die, that should be suspicious, hey? Mm. What's going on there? Yeah, something going middle on ear here. infection. <laughs> middle ear infection and they let him die from it. I, I, I don't know. My, my limited knowledge of uh, you know me- medicine... Um, it tells me that if you're going to die of so- something um, like an ear infection, you're going to run a fever. Yeah, yeah, no. And, and there was evidence. There was so medical evidence that he's had this condition. This could have been easily uh, Easily preventable. With a the, with the thermometer. But they didn't care. Mm. And then, and this is, this is one of the causes of... Um, so many black deaths in custody. Some of these deaths were preventable because they were refused medical treatment, which is inhumane. Um, and and if, if 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 you got someone in custody and you just let them die, that's murder. Just saying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, another black death in custody. Um, and our next story is. Uh, about a uh, black death in custody we've talked about on the show before happened a while ago uh, there was um, uh, police pursued this this car and they they pursued uh, an Aboriginal man into a river where he drowned uh, if you can recall that one yeah, yeah. And, and then this story goes on the police officer laughs and uses expletives to yeah. describe missing so there's Aboriginal been an man inquest. in video shown at inquest there's, there's been an inquest and during the inquest uh, body cam footage was retrieved so I'm going to quickly read this story first too. off there's a language warning oh yeah language story. warning on this story because the, the body cam caught an officer swearing and I'm going to quote what the officer said. Okay. So, so language warning, also content warning, because this is a, a really messed up story. Um, all right. The inquest into the drowning death of Gomoroi man Gordon Copeland has been shown footage in which an officer is heard saying... 
to quote, fuck this little cunt, and laughing during the initial search of a New South Wales river. Copeland, a 22-year-old father of three, drowned in the Gordy River in Moree in the early hours of the 10th of July, 2021. The New South Wales coroner is examining the death and counsel assisting Penny Dwyer has told the inquest Copeland went into the water after police followed the vehicle in which he was a passenger, mistakenly thinking it was stolen. On Thursday, the inquest was shown vision from the body camera of Constable Nick Murray. <coughs> Grub. <laughs> that was Constable Nick Murray, filmed shortly after Copeland allegedly ran into the river. Evidence heard this week found police officers on the scene had conducted an initial search for only 13 minutes. All right. Here's my, here's my notes from this article, by the way. And this is, this is because... Uh, looking, looking at all of the media coverage around this inquest, it's all propaganda. Um, so I've admitted part of this article because it spends ages quoting the officer's awful excuses for for why why he was quoted on on that body camera, uh, swearing and laughing um, as in in the final moments of this this man's life. Why why he was. Um, doing that he, he gave some some awful excuses of why 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 he did that um including it's my way of coping with the situation and if i knew he was gonna drown i wouldn't have said it um but i don't care about cops and i don't care about their excuses okay this you can't a man is dead because because cops thought a car was stolen and decided to pursue it right uh, and pursue this man until until he drowned in a river, uh, and then they they were supposed to search the river to recover him, and they only searched for thirteen thirteen minutes. Yeah, and they they were like, "That's it, can't find him, give up." So uh, allowing allowing him to drown. Uh, the Guardian also has another article up about the same inquest, and it's just quoting the officers and their excuses and how sorry they are that they only searched the river for 13 minutes, allowing Copeland to drown. Yeah, it's all it's all just quoting cops about their how they they're so sorry, and and they give their their sincerest apologies to the family. But that's not going to bring this guy back. Um, and we see this. We see cops still directly leading to the deaths of Aboriginal people. Um, anyway, so the Guardian loves to quote the cops, but I'm going to give us some actual quotes from the inquest that are relevant, I think. Here's some quotes from Jabor Clark. He was the friend of Copeland, and he was also driving the vehicle on the night of the incident when, when they got pursued because they mistakenly thought that the car was stolen. Mr. Clark told the inquest he feared the police and thought they would be violent with him. To quote... I was scared of coppers, like, they'll lock you up, they'll bash you, especially out of town, he said. Because no one's around, there's more of a chance of them bashing you or doing something to you, he told the coroner. Has it happened before, asked lawyer Imogen Hogan. Mr. Clark responded, yeah, 100%. That's right. That's that, that's what uh, you know. Our First Nations comrades, uh, you know, have to put up with. You know, uh, um, if there's no one around, they they you know the, the, these coppers like to uh, um, bring upon their own justice. Absolutely. And it's a racist form of justice. It's it's racist and it's it's, it's sy- systemic because cops are in our system and they're systematically targeting 
uh, First Nations people like like Copeland, um, and it it directly leads to their death, and that's systemic and murder that makes it systemic murder. Mm. Um, and, right. and it, it's messed up and it's it's depressing, but you know. We got to talk about it because I I was I was very furious when I was looking up to find out more about the inquest that all of the all of the media coverage that you could seem to find was just talking about how just quoting the cops and letting them talk about how oh it was a horrible mistake and we're so sorry um, they're so sorry that's propaganda they, they, they're just sorry they got into trouble for it yeah they, they got caught they got caught and yeah. just like uh, Jabal Clark was quoted here um, when. When you're out of town and there's no one around, uh, the cops will bash you, is what he said. Um, and he's, he said that it's happened to him before. So this is what happens. And when we look at the body cam footage, what do we find? We find um, that that officer... Hang on, let me find his name again. Um... Constable Nick Murray. We find Constable Nick Murray uh, using expletives and laughing. And welcome back to a Workers' Power here on a Four Triple Z, where you're with Bill and Calypso. And uh, there we just played uh, Dobby's track. I can't breathe now. More on featuring what Barker. Yeah. Yes. And more, more on what you were talking about um, b- before we went to those tracks. Now, Dobby, in that, uh, says over 400 deaths. Yes. Now we're over 500. Now we're over 500. So that song actually came out in the aftermath of George Floyd. Mm. So uh, because uh, some of George Floyd's final words were, I can't breathe, um, that that uh, kind of uh, became a big a big hashtag I can't breathe and um, one of the the Australian reporters who went over to to report um, in the in the US about the George Floyd protests uh, said said something along the lines that you can hear kind of at the end of the track there a clip of it oh I appreciate your point of view because people in Australia don't understand the history of police violence um, which is which is a horrible thing to say and really out of touch because we do have police violence here and we do have uh, particularly anti-black police violence here. Uh, Aboriginal people are the most incarcerated people in the world. So absolutely it happens here. Uh, and in, in the song, Dobby points out uh, a, a First Nations person who... Um, was a was a death in custody who also said, "I can't breathe." Mm. They both said it, and and so it really shows the connection between the um, Black Lives Matter in America and the Black Lives Matter here in Australia because it's it's th- the cops targeting and and um, being brutal towards Black people, arresting them. And uh, sometimes murdering them, and it's it's it was it was over four hundred at the time of George Floyd. So we we all remember when George Floyd happened, yeah. Yeah, and that's so like in that short amount of time, it's now jumped up to to five over five hundred black deaths in custody in Australia with not a single conviction yet. In that time, they still haven't convicted anyone, 
any any officer for the deaths of these First Nations people. It's a huge problem here, and it it's it's invisible. You know, we hear about it happening in America, but we don't hear about it happening here. But it is absolutely happening here. Yeah, and and that's why we're, during the back Black Lives Matter movement that was happening, um, there was about fifty thousand people who um, congregated at, at King George Square to say that enough is enough uh, in the middle of a pandemic, no less. So uh, absolutely, yeah, it is widely widely felt. Yeah, and it's not just solidarity with uh, the US because absolutely, absolutely, that's part of it, solidarity with them, but. Uh, we we cannot ignore the the exact same problem that's happening right in front of us with our officers against our First Nation people. Too right. Okay. Well, let's move on to some international workers' action. And first up, uh, I've got a. There, there, there's not much detail to this story, but it's a great it's a great little story anyhow. And it's uh, all out to see where there's giant container ships carrying America's coffee, wine and electronics drop anchor outside of Port of Oakland as truckers threaten to make strike indefinite. Shocking photos of cargo-laden freight boats waiting to unload at the Port of Oakland show the real-time effects of a trucker strike that's set to enter its second week. Independent truck drivers have been blocking road access to the port since last week, preventing ships from unloading at the major shipping hub. Truckers have been protesting California's Assembly Bill 5, a law requiring certain industries to classify contractors as regular benefited employees. Absolutely. So many trucks out there. If you look at the photos online, take a search. It's not hard to find. They are taking huge action. They're blocking the port with their trucks um, and they're protesting this bill. And it, it looks like they're really disrupting the supply chain. So that's great that they're having an actual effect. They're, they're using their power, their their um, power to withdraw their labor and go on strike and also to block this, this port. And they're really hitting them in the wallet, which is where it hurts because they care about their profits, right? Um, and it, it's looking good. It's looking like they're going to get a success. Uh, but solidarity with them... And we'll keep an eye on that one. And, and, and yeah, and when they uh, oh, do when truckers go out to strike, they strike hard. Yeah, that's right. Now, also in, in a similar kind of area. Now, you, you've got a bit, one that you want to chat about. Yeah, uh, from UPS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have an article, but I just want to talk about it. So it's been making a bit of news recently. I mean, we all know about climate change, and we all know about the record heat waves that are hitting at the moment. We've we've seen on the news that London is on fire, uh, but. There's also some record heat waves happening across the US and lots of extreme weather events happening all around. But I really want to zero in on the specific way that this is hurting workers, particularly UPS workers. Um, there's there's uh, a video that's been circulating social media and it's it's one of those, those porch cameras. You know how people have like cameras on their porch um, and it shows... It shows uh, a UPS driver delivering a package to this house. And the UPS driver is stumbling in this heat and and he, he places the package and then collapses on the ground from from heat and exhaustion. And he lays there 
for about five minutes, you can see on the video, before ringing the doorbell and then stumbling back to his van. Now, the UPS vans don't have air conditioning. Shame. So these drivers are driving around in vans without air conditioning and um, the temperatures are about, like, uh, if you put it into... To, uh, Celsius, because we use Celsius here. Um, it's it's was about like what forty two degrees or something. Really hot, really hot. And you're in these vans. Also, the UPS vans are black vans, and we all know that that black attracts heat even more. So these vans are boiling yeah, hot. They're, they're ovens with wheels. Yeah, yeah. And so the the UPS has come out and said that part of the reason why they don't fit their vans with air conditioning is because they make so many frequent stops that, like, it would be redundant or whatever. Uh, that's stupid. That's really stupid. Uh, no, the reason that they're not fitted with air conditioning vans is because it, it, it cuts... Um, cuts costs and therefore creates more profit. It's more profitable to have workers that are collapsing from from heat exhaustion delivering these packages. They have to like drive with the doors open just so that they can get some air in to cool them down. They're sweating. They're they serious health effects can come from from this this amount of physical exertion in this this record long heat we only saw that one clip of that one guy collapse on that porch but what about the next house he went after uh, after that you know what i mean he had many deliveries to make and what about all of the other guys as well that's that's going to cause some real issues uh and I, i'm pretty sure like a some kind of ridiculous number of ups drivers have like gone to hospital for serious heat related injuries and this ha- affects other workers too and it's because it's because it's cheaper, cheaper to not give them air conditioning. And is this is similar to what you see with the Amazon warehouses where it's actually cheaper than to, to put air conditioning in the Amazon warehouse. It's cheaper to just have an ambulance outside ready to cart people to the hospital when they, when they collapse. That's cheaper. And they don't care about your health. They care about what's cheaper. Uh, air conditioning is an absolute necessity, especially in, in, in heat like that. Man, do you want to be in a truck all day with no air conditioning? Not at all. Now, if uh, if uh, uh, listeners want to want to find out a little bit more, you, uh, 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 a quick uh, uh, Google of the words. Uh, where was it? Um, uh, UPS driver. Um, Collapses. I yeah, you'll you, find the video. You'll it's find up. the video. Um, now, also, I wanted to um, also point out. Uh, now, I know that it, that it's the middle of winter for for us here here in Mianjin, but uh, WorkSafe uh, Queensland does have information in regards to your rights um, uh, through um, uh, 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 when it comes to heat stress, but also uh, get, you know when it comes to starting to get a bit hot. To give your union organiser a call and have a chat with them. Uh, uh, heat stress is very, very real, especially for us Queenslanders. I, I've suffered from it a little bit. Not at work. It was at home. When I first moved up here, um, the, I didn't realise. And, and then one day I nearly had to go to hospital just from mowing the lawn, you know. So heat stress is very, very real. Very real. It's, it's scary once you get in there, into mm. it. And it compounds so when you're doing physical activity yeah. as well. Yeah, and it doesn't help when you've been drinking beer as well. So, <laughs> um, I, I had to I change my ways. <laughs>
so to look after my health. Stay and, hydrated. And stay water. hydrated. And, and that doesn't mean beers. No, I know a cold beer may sound appealing, but go for some cold water. All right, well, that's that's it for another show. But uh, we've got one one more um, thing that we talk about here on the show, of course, so we finish up all our shows with our scallywag of the week. Now, this one comes to us. Now, I, I don't normally... Pr- pr- Jacob and, you know, it's a centre-left at, at, at best uh, uh, newspaper or, or, or media organisation, but the headline, Starbucks, Howard Schultz should win an award for the nation's most flagrant union buster. Now, I've seen that and I've gone... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've yeah. got to get an award. Yeah, I know what award we can give them. We can give them the Scallywag of the Week award. So, um, yeah, I thought I'd give that out. Uh, what was the name the, again? Uh, Howard Schultz. Howard yeah. Schultz, more like Howard... Oh, I can't say that without a sense of the language <laughs> warning. Yeah. Um, Howard, Howard, more like Howard Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, good, good on Starbucks Workers United, the brand new uh, union over there. Now, I think it's up to two... I think they've got 200 stores or something. Don't, oh, look, sorry, I shouldn't be quoting that. I'm not sure of the exact numbers. But anyhow, great work on those uh, uh, workers over there um, organising um, and standing up and fighting back against a scallywags like... Howard Schultz, who is the um, CEO of Starbucks. What Damn. a grub. Yeah. What a grub, what a what grub. A grub. So uh, thank you for that n- nomination, uh, Jacobine, and uh, we were very happy to comply and award Howard our scallywag of the week. Yes, and, and definitely like um, send us in any scallywags you know of for next week. Yes, yeah, always send it in. You can you can communicate with us uh, via our uh, Facebook page. Speaking of Facebook page, can I give a quick shout-out? We've just had someone... Uh, four minutes ago, message our Facebook page. All right. So, love the show from Robin. Solidarity with you all. Thank you, Robin, for messaging the page. All right. And, uh, yeah, so if you've got any uh, ideas for stories, um, yeah, yeah uh, nominations for Scallywags of the Week, um, 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 you know, uh, you're wanting to find out memes. more about particular stories. Send us on memes. Through. Now, we did, there was a couple of requests that I couldn't get through to because I... We just didn't have the stuff on the database. But, but thank you to our comrades uh, Celeste and uh, Jim uh, for, for um, uh, texting in. Um, I, I will um, look around and have, you know... We, thank we, we you, like, Celeste you, and Jim. Yes. Yeah, so well, I'm going to look at the songs and I'm going to try and get them in the database so awesome. that next time we request them, <laughs> we'll there, be there. able to find them. And, of course, uh, thank you to uh, Salty and uh, Levis for their interaction on the show today. Um, thank, thank you to Martin from uh, the... Uh, Young Workers Hub coming on and telling us all about the grubs at uh, Mantle Group. And um, that's it for us for another show. Um, Hell yeah. We shall uh, see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday.